Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the last edition of the Eagle Hour for this week. We're glad you're with us. Bob and Kelly, we're in the Southern Bank Core Studio here in beautiful Hattiesburg. Opening segment sponsored on this Friday afternoon by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics and proud supporters of our show. We're happy to say and good friends of ours. Great place to take your family uh, this weekend. For a wonderful meal. Head football coach Will Hall will be joining us a little later in the show to talk, among other things, about Eric Scott and how great he's doing in the Dallas Cowboy training camp. And we're going to kick the show off today, though, with a young man we're all very, very proud of. And we're happy to have Tanner Hall back on the Eagle Hour, who is now, I guess, about 48 hours away from the draft. And uh, so, Tanner, the news breaks yesterday that you were named All America by all major baseball outlets. After your incredible uh, junior campaign, you were named uh, All-American, D1 Baseball, Collegiate Baseball, National Baseball Writers Association, Perfect Game, and Baseball America. It doesn't get much better than that. How does that feel? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to take in, honestly. It's a lot of awards, and, you know, it kind of just shows what I've been working for this whole time, and that's kind of how this whole process is for me. Uh, it's just kind of showing where all that work and sweat kind of goes towards and i mean it's it feels awesome to you know get those accolades and and just see that you know you're whenever you're climbing up those rankings to try to get to the top and just see how close you are so what did you how old were you when you started playing baseball Uh, i mean as young as i can remember maybe you know four i would say really so so when you were a little older and you were playing little league baseball and and all of those kind of summer leagues and what have you could you have ever envisioned this that you were be an all-america on every major publication in Amer- in the country absolutely not uh i mean i had you know dreams as a kid you know to be a professional baseball player and that's kind of how i looked at it i just wasn't ever sure if that would ever happen you know i I was too young to know and all i could do was keep dreaming about it and and to try to turn it into reality and so getting awards like that it's it's something i would have never even thought of as a kid as that's something I can accomplish if I really just work. Yeah, and did you always pitch, or did you play position uh, ball as well growing up? Uh, I played positions too. I, I played all over the field. I, I remember being a shortstop when I first started, and I moved around to second base, third base. I played all of the outfield, and then I remember up until I was, I guess, when I was eight to twelve years old, I was a catcher, 
and that was my primary spot. And but I just pitched with that, and I, I didn't throw very hard or anything. So I was more of a a guy that was just gonna go out there and, and throw some strikes and, and see what happened. All right, so Tanner, your big day is coming up on Sunday, and we are all praying for you. We all, we all want the very best for you. And man, I hope you make, as we used to say on the farm, a bushel basket full of money uh, <laughs> on Sunday. Take us through the process, though. How old were you when you learned that this might be in your future? And then tell us about like how you secured representation and kind of take us through all this process. Educate us. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I really didn't think I was going to be playing, you know, even college baseball up until I think I got, I think I was in 10th grade is when I realized it was a possibility. Uh, but prior to that, I, I really didn't think that that was an idea for me just because I didn't think I was, you know, good enough and, and ready for that. Uh, I was kind of less developed than a lot of the guys that were my age and stuff, so it was hard for me to keep up. But like I said, my 10th grade year, it all kind of started to change. Uh, but yeah, so last year, uh, my sophomore year, I kind of, it's whenever you got to look and, and try to see about getting somebody to represent you and stuff. So I had some people reach out and then eventually I went and I would meet with them and, you know, have coffee or go to, go to dinner or something and just talk to them and see how, how their ideas are. And I mean, that process was, was a good three months of, of talking to people and figuring that out. And uh, I came down to to a, a person that you know just I felt was doing what was best for me, and I, I decided to go with you know Octagon, and that's just that's kind of how it went. It wasn't wasn't anything too too much, but it, it lasted a little while, and it, it definitely got down uh, nitty and gritty. And so, where were your parents and coaches? Where did they fit in that decision puzzle? Uh, so, I mean, my parents, I talked to them, and and I let like them be involved in stuff just because you I kind of wanted to get that opinion you know from them they're more experienced than me so they kind of chimed in just hearing what what was being said we had some you know booklets and stuff on on how the agencies work and eventually we just sat down uh that summer before Team USA and and figured out what what I was going to do and who I was going to go with so what what are you hearing now uh, prior to Sunday night? And, of course, nothing is set in stone because the drafts can go any different ways and teams are ready to go any different direction depending on the, the way the draft goes. But can you tell us anything at this point as to what you're hearing? I mean, honestly, all that we're hearing is kind of what, what's been being shown lately and, and, you know, anything can happen. So it could go completely differently, but – that's all I've really seen and heard as of right now. And I mean, you won't really know for sure until the day of. That's kind of how it, it works for everyone. I've talked to other guys and I figured out that that's just how it is. And, and that's what we know right now. Now, Tanner, last time you were on the show two or three weeks ago, uh, you told us that you were headed out. Uh, I think you said to Arizona and it was some sort of an event where you were going to meet with a lot of different uh, teams. Tell us what happened out there. Oh uh, yeah, so that was the draft combine. It's actually new. They just started it, I think, two years ago, mm-hmm. and a bunch of high school and college athletes go out there and they put us in a hotel and and a, pretty much you have a schedule on your phone that they'll send out on a on an app, and you got to follow that schedule and be where you need to be. And uh, it's pretty much a lot of meeting with with teams. It's kind of you know they're they're bigger guys and stuff you're going to talk to them they want to get to know you kind of more personally just before they uh make a commitment to you 
and I mean it was a it was a strenuous week for sure. It was a lot of meetings and stuff, and and I only did the meeting part. Some guys had to meet and go do a stuff out in the field like throw or hit and do the strength and conditioning portions but uh it was a really cool experience because we were just it was a bunch of guys out there and we were all just kind of it was a business trip and it was kind of a change of pace you know to how it's really going to be when you're on your own and, and you're back at the bottom all right so did you did you leave with any sense of what teams may be the most interested in you uh honestly i didn't i met with about 13 teams I think while I was there and all of them you know kind of ask it the same thing and I think it's just them trying to get to know you without them showing how bad they want you at the same time uh just because they gotta uh proportionalize that but other than that I mean there was no one specifically I would say that has been saying they specifically want me at this time but I guess we're gonna find out now, you've always been really a really polite young man, so when Kelly was quizzing you before we went on the air about the Detroit Tigers, his team, truthfully, you're, you're hoping not to hear from them. Is that not hey, correct? Now? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey. I, it doesn't matter to me. I'll go anywhere and, and go play baseball. Yeah, yeah, if the Tigers come up with the most money, Bob, he'll be the biggest Tiger fan there yeah. ever was. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Tanner, before we talk, in the next segment with you about your time at USM, I, I'm going to have to ask you this question. I read this morning, and I don't know how accurate this is, but, but, I, but I read an article about you this morning, and, and the writer indicated that all indications are that you will fall in a draft slot that averages about a three-quarter of a million dollar or more signing bonus. Now, very few people in their lifetime have that opportunity in front of them. What do you think when you read things like that, Tanner? Uh, I mean, it, it's breathtaking for sure. It's something that you just can't, can't really uh, comprehend almost because it just seems like such a unrealistic amount of money. So I'm just looking at it as a whole. But at the end of the day, I, I have to kind of think back and, and realize that I can't, you know, change anything just because you get that kind of money. You got to make sure you're on the, on the right path and you got to set yourself up for, for beyond baseball and stuff like that. So you got to, you can look at it for a little while, but yeah, it gets me excited uh, just knowing that it'll kind of give me that that jump start in life that a lot of people would die to have. And it, like I said earlier, it just shows the hard work and sweat where it all goes to, and it pays off at the end. I, I remember one football player, Bob, saying that, that one of the things that money like that means is that he wouldn't he doesn't have to go to Power Hour at Brewski's anymore to get two for ones. Well, you know? I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what one of your former teammates uh, told us. Um, when we asked him about it, and that was, uh, gosh, I can't believe his name has slipped my mind, Walter, Matt Walter. Yeah. We asked him after he had signed, and he laughed, and he says, well, now I can go to Chick-fil-A as many times as I want to every day. So so you'll be able, <laughs> yeah. to, do, you'll be able to do that, Tanner. <laughs> yeah, at least I'll be able to do that. All right, we've got Tanner Hall with us on the show. Can you stick around one more segment? Yeah, I can. All right, more conversation with great Tanner Hall right after this.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back, everybody. About to rejoin our conversation with Tanner Hall. But first, we'll remind you about Campus Bookmart at campusbookmart.net. It's the place to go for Southern Miss Apparel. You know that. Miss Kathleen is a wonderful lady. You can shop them down there seven days a week on Hardy Street. You can also go online to campusbookmart.net. You can also go online to hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like. It's on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And the program is also available on demand at supertalk.fm, uh, which is the uh, Super Talk uh, mothership, shall we say, uh, in Jackson. So however you choose to uh, hear the show every day, we're very grateful. Football coach Will Hall going to join us here in just a few moments, but want to continue right now with uh, Tanner Hall. All right, Tanner, I'm going to ask you a question. I'll bet a 1,000 people have asked you this question. When you're going to get drafted this weekend, you're going to start a new chapter in your life, and when you look back on that, how much credit are you going to give your success to to what you learned from Christian Ostrander? Oh, I mean, that's going to be, I mean, almost all of his success, to be honest. He's He's taught me so much, and he's developed me into the pitcher I am, uh, along with developing all my pitches and and the mental side of it. I mean, he really covered a lot of ground as far as preparing me for that next level, and that's the reason why I'm gonna keep coming back to this place and and you know throw bullpens here in the off season when I can, so I can be around him and and just have that that uh those eyes on me at all times just to try to see if he can depict anything and, and fix it if I need it and that's just kind of the coach he was what what makes him so special Tanner uh, I think it's his relationships with the players which is why he's going to make a a great head coach uh he really uh prioritizes getting to know players personally and and how they operate and, and the way they uh go about their lives and I've noticed that honestly from the first day I was here as a freshman that he was so quick to to talk to me and ask me questions and and get to know things about me and it was something that you know stood out to show kind of the guy he was and and how great of a coach he was just trying to get to know all his players to see how they react to certain situations and certain things in life and that's why he's he's really going to be another one of the best coaches to come through here. So now as you make the transition from college ball to pro ball, Tanner Hall, how do you suspect uh, how do you suspect pro ball will be different other than the fact obviously now that it's a business, man. You got you got guys around you that want your job, so to speak. Yeah, uh so I mean it's going to be a transition especially, you know, coming off of being uh on a close college baseball team where we're always together at you know, the baseball field and in the weight room and stuff, it'll be a little more independent on, on things as far as I got to get my workouts in. But at the same time, I won't be juggling class. So it'll kind of even out, I think, at the end of the day. But it, it'll be a transition I'll have to make as far as uh, my schedule every day and, and what I'm going to do with it and how I'm going to make sure I get all my work in uh, no matter what I got to do after baseball. And I've talked to other guys in your situation, you know, after the fact, two or three years after the fact. And one of the things they, that they almost consistently say is that because so much of professional baseball now has uh, Spanish, you know, players, Dominican, uh, Mexican, Cuban, whatever, that the Spanish language, they go, man, I've got to brush up on, on my Spanish. Um, you, you know a little bit, yeah? 
Yeah, I, I know a little bit from Rodrigo. He uh, he'll talk to me sometimes. You know, teaching me some Spanish, but I, like I I can really understand it better than I can speak it. Well, I, I hope it's more than just swear words. That he, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's more it's more than that. We, <laughs> okay, he good. teaches me phrases and stuff so I can ask him stuff. You you and him became really close, didn't you, Tanner? Yeah, we did. Yeah, he he's a, he's a great player, great family. You you told us uh, off air that you had you had roomed this past year. Your your roommate uh, was Justin Storm, and I, I remember after the uh, conference tournament in uh, in Montgomery, uh, I heard you in a post game uh, interview say that when Justin came in, I guess the fourth or fifth inning against uh, Louisiana, that you had no doubt that the game was over that he was going to close the game down. Uh, talk a little bit about your relationship uh, with Justin and what you think is in store for him, Tanner. Yeah, uh, so we've been – I mean, we've known each other since my freshman year. We both came in as incoming freshmen. We both had to go through the COVID stage for our senior seasons and stuff. So we all kind of bonded with the whole freshman class quick. So – uh me and storm were always pretty close and as far as his baseball ability i always uh knew he was going to be exactly what he's turning into and and uh, it was obvious to everyone you know he had that big build and and he knew how to pitch he just once he got that velocity it was almost unfair to hitters this year and and watching him grow and stuff is is awesome watching the whole freshman class that came in grow is awesome as well like Carson Pato and stuff so Mm -hmm. it's crazy to see the relationships that we built three years ago just coming in having to live in the dorms all together and and shaving our heads together and and now it's we're we're a close-knit team and and whenever things are going south you know we can I can always turn the storm and and ask him something and and we're going to figure it out well, now next week, Tanner, you and Justin can get together and count your money together. You know, <laughs> yeah, that'll, be, that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah, that'll be fun, Tanner. So, so tell us on Sunday night now that the draft is going to be televised on ESPN and and rock bands are going to be playing and all the pregame ceremonies, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So, what does Tanner Hall have in store for draft night, Tanner? How are you going to approach it? What's going to be going on? Uh, honestly, I'm going to keep a, you know, just my mom dad and girlfriend and sister and maybe my grandparents and we're just gonna sit at the house maybe cook and and wait and see when when my name will be called because you know you don't know what what day really even sometimes so it's kind of just a a strenuous you know let's just sit and wait and figure out what's what's going to happen and then once it happens we'll we'll celebrate and we're not saying this bob just because he's on the air but i'm asking you this bob getty why would you not want tanner hall well, there's no reason you wouldn't want No, that I agree. I mean, I mean, not only is he a great pitcher, he's a great young man. Right. high-character young man and uh, comes from a high-character family. He has the whole package. And his favorite player when he was a kid was a Detroit Tiger. Get off the Detroit Tiger thing. We, okay, we love right. this kid. Okay. We don't want him to get stuck with the Detroit Tigers. We want him to play on a we team. We have nowhere that, to go but up, Bob. We, we have... want him to play on a team where he'll actually experience winning <laughs> like he's used to doing. Okay. All right, Tanner, just, just a couple of minutes left. Uh, your thoughts, and, and I'm glad to hear you say you're going to still be coming back to Hattiesburg and being a part of the baseball team in that respect. I, I think that doesn't surprise me, but I'm I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. But – Talk a little bit about the program that you're leaving behind because there are a lot of players that uh, were big big factors on the team that are not going to be there next year due to graduation, draft, et cetera. 
But what do you think Southern Miss fans uh, can look forward to next year and now that the uh, Christian Ostrander regime uh, is officially underway? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're Southern Miss, so it's it's not going to be any different. We still have, you know, great recruits that that are coming in and, and they're going to go and, and shine out there. And, and it's obvious because we got so much young talent. The freshmen that were here this year are, are guys that, are definitely going to be dudes for us this year and I can I can attest for that you know I've seen what they've been putting in some of the work they've been putting in this summer just working out and stuff and it's going to be another hard-nosed team that that goes out and and competes to win no matter what and Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be uh just the identity of the team with coach Haas taking over he's he's really big on you know attacking people not not being getting caught on your heels being the aggressor and I think he's going to really implement that and along with everything matters, and I mean, this team's going to be aggressive and, and ready to fight teams. And another one of your teammates told us uh, last week that there is a lot more talent on the team than fans realize because of the players that were on the team. Obviously, the last couple of years, the younger guys didn't get on the field much, but there's a ton of talent on the team. Yeah, I when I came in my freshman year, I remember uh, just thinking to myself that pretty much every single person on the team is one of the best players I've ever played with, even the guys that weren't playing. And it was just crazy to realize that you go up one level, you know, from high school to division one. And all of a sudden it's, it's a bunch of people that, that were on your level when you were in high school that are, that were all the best on their team and stuff. And, and just seeing how, how many talented guys were at Southern Miss alone, was like breathtaking to me because I had been to showcases and stuff and seen the guys that were committed to a bunch of different D1s in Louisiana. But Southern Miss is like, it's a different breed. We're we're real baseball players, and it shows every time we start our season and keep going with these 40-win 40, 40 seasons, it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep showing for us. No question. Well, Tanner Hall, we want you to, again, we want to thank you for being on the show twice now here in the last couple of weeks, and we've had you on several times before in interviews we want you to know we're all going to be watching this weekend and we will be your biggest fans so good luck to you this weekend young man thank you thank y'all all right tanner hall everybody and i might in the future need a, a low interest car loan this might be the guy to call yeah <laughs> yeah it might be the guy to call good for him right yeah, no good kidding for him. no kidding i hope we, he makes millions i do too we'll be right back head football coach will hall of the show Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, we want to thank Tanner Hall for spending some time with us and uh, wish nothing but the very best for that kid as the Major League Baseball draft takes place this weekend. I think our next guest will probably have a little something to say about Tanner Hall as well. This segment sponsored by Fort Street Bar and Grill. 
Great place to have lunch, great place to have dinner, great place to meet your friends and watch a Southern Miss athletic event. They're right there in the shadow of the rock, just a fine place, and uh, we appreciate all those guys at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Head football coach Will Hall now on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Coach, before we get to football, we just uh, interviewed Tanner Hall, and uh, he's awaiting uh, what looks like it'll be a big, big weekend for him, and I know you were a fan all year of that kid. Oh, yeah, I really am. I've been a fan of him ever since I got here. He's a he's a true pitcher in a day and age where most people throw and not pitch. You know, I mean, he's a – I used to say he's a group of five Greg Maddox. You know, he he uh, he lived in the black. Uh, he could throw all his pitches for strikes. Uh, he never overpowered anybody, but uh, he was a surgeon, man. It was so much fun to watch him pitch. And he, the thing about Tanner that I'll always remember, he was always at his best when it mattered the most. Right. Uh, there's very few people that are like that anymore, and uh, so I love him, and I'm a big fan for life. Right. All right. One of your one of your kids, Eric Scott. We uh, we found an article earlier this week where the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys was just heaping tons of praise on Eric Scott. And how impressed they were with uh, with his performance in camp, and uh, almost assured now that Scott is going to wear a Dallas Cowboy jersey this fall. And, and be a contributor on a really, you know, really nostalgic football franchise. You're not really surprised by that, are you, Coach Hall? No, I'm not. You know, I guess the only thing I would say is is in the NFL, you've got to get to the right fit. You know, we coached Malcolm Butler at West Alabama, and he got on with the Patriots. And, you know, Malcolm was different than Eric. Malcolm was a 5'10 guy that was extremely uh, – had a great ability to get his hands on the football. Eric is a big guy that's long. That uh, His measurables, you know, from a from an NFL corner perspective, he's going to be taller than most, longer than most, faster than most, and can jump further than most. I mean, he's a, he's a combine freak. And uh, he really improved his skill set over the time we were here. Uh, he's, a, he's a really, really hard worker. You know, if you came to one-on-ones at practice, which I know you guys did, Eric was a guy that would only go against Jason Brownlee. I mean, we'd have to make him go against somebody else because he he really uh, embraces competition and the essence of competition. And uh, I knew he would get in there, and I knew he would wow people with the way he treats them. I knew he would be a guy that if it was close, they would want to keep him because the way he impacts others around him. And I'm just really, really proud for him because he's overcome a lot to get to this point. And uh, you know, it looks like uh, looks like he's got a chance right here. Good. All right, I'm gonna let Kelly set the stage for this question. He and I got a little miffed earlier this week at uh, an article Kelly brought to our attention. Tell Coach about this. Let's see what he has. Yeah, say. there were two actually that that we came across as we uh, we do research for the program here every day. The Sporting News put out uh, their first ratings for the upcoming season and of course we kind of joke that nobody has even snapped a football in practice yet for the for the upcoming season but the sporting news has uh, your golden eagles coach finishing fourth in the west uh, with louisiana winning the west which i just you know i just thought to myself well crack doesn't smoke itself uh, but they've got they've got louisiana winning the west with uh South Al coming in second, Troy third, your Golden Eagles fourth. All right, so that that certainly raised our eyebrows. And then the Massey ratings comes out also with your team finishing fourth in the West. So what – and, of course, we, we both, Bob and I both thought, well, typical Southern Miss, not getting any respect, you know, no, having to prove themselves all over again, a seven-win season. Uh, 
Are, are we missing something here? Well, Kelly, you know, I mean, I think that prognosticators, you know, generally look back at what's happened in the most recent past, and that's what they project to happen in the in the near future. Right. You know, and when you look at the last two years, I guess Louisiana won the conference two years ago, and then last year Troy and South Isle were kind of the two right. top two and. And so I would guess they just looked to the most recent past and projected to the to this year. You know, I mean, I I don't need man. I, I, one thing about me, y'all know, I don't live my life and base my emotions and opinions off how people feel about me. That I've got no idea who they are. So, right. Uh, but you, you know, I might never take it. Never take. Uh, never take criticism from somebody you wouldn't take advice from. Well, yeah, and Coach O'Brien. We're hard at work over here. We feel good about where we're headed. Yeah, and Coach O'Brien actually said yesterday, "Look, if if you if we're going to use it some way, you know, you use it as billboard material. As it's you know, Southern Miss way chip on our shoulder. You know, it's always been that way. Yeah, yeah, it's always been that way, Coach. <laughs> it is. What? But but now I'll say this, guys. When Coach Bauer was rolling here, and uh, and and Coach Fedora was rolling, you know, I, I think that we were probably picked to win a whole lot, you know. Yeah. And there's going to come a day sure. where we're picked to win the league again, and um, none of it matters anyway. It's all based off of usually what you did the year before and what you got coming back. We're a program that's climbing and building. Y'all know that we haven't reached our mountaintop yet, but we're we're moving towards that, you know, as we speak. Well, let me go on the record, Coach, in case you didn't hear the show. I predicted eight wins on the on that show that day. <laughs> I think five wins is bunk. Bunk, Kelly Sander. Well, that's that's the Vegas over-under is five. That's bull. I'm betting they over. <laughs> oh, well, be up with your bookie today. Yeah, well, we need, we need to get some money from Tanner Hall. You know, <laughs> Well, give him a few days. He'll have plenty to share with us. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. So what are you doing now, Coach Hall? You guys are coming back. You're on kind of a vacation now, right? I mean, if, if there is ever a vacation time for coaches, you guys are kind of catching your breath here? That's right, yeah. So our players are off this week. We give them the week of the fourth off. Our coaches are off as well. We'll be back in on Monday. And that's pretty much it, guys. We'll be rolling all the way through. For the bowl game, you know, I mean that's that, that that's it for us. You know, I like the way he talks. To, yeah, oh. our players got back to the Monday after uh, after Memorial Day, and we've really been rolling ever since. We've had this little break right here in the middle where recruiting goes dead, and uh, you know, but that's yeah. that's just kind of how college football is year round now. Well, he's actually going to be working through the championship game and then the bowl game, but uh, you know. So we had we had your new DC on the show yesterday. Very impressive, and boy, what a what a great background coach! Uh, I know you. I know you feel really good about him. Yeah, one of the sharpest guys I've ever been around. Legitimate, good person. Uh, grew up very similar to me. We're kind of kindred spirits. We're almost the same age. Our dads were both, you know, head coaches and very successful. So he, Dan, grew up around the game, and uh, from the moment I met him, very cerebral guy. Uh, very tactical and strategic in everything he does. He's not a reactor. He's a guy that understands that when you're in charge, uh, every decision you make, you can't be emotional because there's a ripple effect that goes through it. Before you make the decision, you've got to figure out what the three to four to five ripples are going to be from that decision. And I just got a lot of respect for him. And uh, he's earned this right. And he's had an integral part in a lot of the things we've done. And uh, I'm excited about, you know, kind of where we're headed over there. 
You know, Coach, for the one or two people that may not know, your dad was a Hall of Fame high school football coach. And uh, what was it like growing up in a household where, where your dad's deeply involved in football? And, and what, what, did, what all did you learn from your dad that you have applied to your successful collegiate coaching career? Yeah, you know, I think I think Dad had a unique ability, but probably better than anybody I've ever been around, to create belief in the people around him. Uh, he, he could take the average player and teach that kid and coach that kid and put him in a spot and develop a skill set in him. But the thing he would do is he would get that kid to believe in himself. And, and, and my dad had probably more average players play really well for him than anybody I've ever known. And uh, we would win state titles with 190-pound guards. And when we were 16th in the nation one year, at a 190-pound guard. And uh, but he was that way. You know, we had a system. We had a system in everything we did. And he had an undying belief in in what was right and the way to do things. And and he created that in the communities we lived in, and also with the players that he coached. Yeah. Was was there ever any any doubt in your mind growing up in that household what you wanted to do for a living? No, I knew early. I was blessed to know early and blessed to figure it out quick. You know, my dad was a brutally honest guy, uh, still is to this day. So I was one of those kids where he grabbed me when I was a young age. He said, hey, man, I'm not trying to kill your dreams, but you're not going to be big. You know, so you're not going to play in the NBA. You're not going to play in the NFL. You can be a really good player, but you're going to have to outwork people. You're going to have to find how to be successful even though you're not tall you can do it but you're going to have to that can be the only strike you got against you and then you got to figure out what you're going to do with your life mm-hmm. and uh and because you know most kids they dream their whole life of playing professional ball and the fact of the matter is they've got no chance to right. and well my dad my dad ended that for me early you know he he said man you got to start figuring out what you're going to do with your life so you can start moving towards it yeah. and uh, i knew I knew early what I wanted to do. I, I actually think Coach Bobby Hall is still telling Phil Hall, you got to figure out what you right. want to do with your life. Yeah. It was kind of like you knew early in your life you were not going to run track. Is that correct, Yes, okay. that's correct. With those husky pants you were wearing. Throw discus or shot put, but I was definitely not going to be a distance Hey, runner. Coach, will you stick around for the last segment of the week? I can do it. I can do it. Coach Will Hall on the Super Talk Eagle Hour, everybody. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back. I want to remind you real quickly about Noel Daniels Motor Company up in Brandon. They're a new Eagle Hour sponsor. We're grateful for that. You can buy a new Icon cart from Noel Daniels Motors and get it delivered anywhere in the state of Mississippi for just $99. State-of-the-art electrical carts for all your needs in the neighborhood, the farm, or even the golf course. And remember, Noel Daniels Motor Company will deliver it right to you in Hattiesburg or wherever you hear the Eagle Hour for just $99. For more information, go to noeldaniels.cars. Also, want to thank our good friends at uh, D1 and DBAT for all they do for our program. It's a great place for baseball, softball, and sports training for adults and kids on Hardy Street, D1, DBAT. 
Got head football coach Will Hall on the show with us. Coach, recruiting never ends, does it? What What is the latest you can share with us about recruiting for our football program? Yeah, you know, I think I was on with you guys maybe, oh, shoot, almost two weeks ago now because it was a Monday, and we have been doing really well in recruiting. We continue to do that. Uh, you all know I can't talk about names, but we should have another commitment uh, being announced over the next day or two. And uh, it's going really well. You know, our staff's done a phenomenal job. The way we built this program, we kind of built a reputation with our players. Uh, we're recruiting this footprint really, really hard. And uh, I think, you know, that that's what it's all about. Y'all know that. And uh, we, we've got a lot of good players now. And this recruiting class has kind of taken it to another notch. And we feel good about, you know, kind of where we're headed and what we're building, and obviously other people do too. And you've done so well with the portal, but on the other hand, you've lost hardly anyone through the portal. And i got to believe that's the culture that you and your staff have built, that kids don't want to leave this family. Yeah, you know, it's something that's probably not talked about enough and knock on wood because it can happen at any time. But – you know, if I was a guy that got on social media and bragged about every little positive thing we did, like some people do, we would talk about it all the time. But we haven't lost people that are playing for us, and that's very rare in today's day and age. Our roster, you could argue, is one of the three to five most stable rosters in the country through this era. And, uh, you know, look, it's going to happen. At some point we're going to lose somebody. You just want them, You want it to be where they're so dadgum good and they're offered so much money that they just can't turn it down. You don't want them leaving and transferring to like-minded schools like you see some places all over the country. And we haven't had that at all. Uh, I'm very, very proud of that. I'm very prideful of it. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it really shows kind of what what is being built and how how things how people are treated within the walls of our program. Coach, I'm trying to keep track of my scorecard here. Are we on the recruiting class of? 25 now is that what we're working on 24 24 okay so we still got 20 24 to go how how soon before you guys will get rocking and rolling on 25 well you get you get rolling on it you know you're already identifying it right 24 classes for this upcoming senior class so this will be the kids that sign in december and then February of 24, which most everybody signs in December now. Okay. So the 24 class is for the rising seniors in high school right now. All right. So once once they're in the barn, then you, then, then you start working on 25? Well, it's, it's not like you just go from one to the other. I mean, like we, we, we know there's, there's sophomores right now that are going to be rising juniors that we like in our area. We're monitoring those. We've offered some. We're slower to offer than a lot of schools are. Because there's a lot of we're, we're a little we're not like a lot of schools that offer 750 guys in a year, right. we, and then it doesn't, and then their offer doesn't mean anything. We're more of a when we offer you Kelly, you know, we're pretty much saying we've done our research, we've done our homework, we're ready to get married if you're ready to get married, and uh, so we're a little more we have a little more intent and a little more. Uh, our word means a little more than most, but because of that, we go about it a little slower than most. And I think it, I think a lot of that would stop if the NCAA yuck yuck would force these schools to honor. You know, if they if they if they offer forty five kids, you know, mm-hmm. for one position, then that then they make them honor the mm-hmm. commitment that mm-hmm. they've made to these kids. Yeah. You know, rather than pull it later on. 
Well, that'd be a subject for another show with Coach. But, Coach, there, there are several things the NCAA could do right now that would help college athletics. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. You know, I think there is. Of course, it's a moving target right now with everything that's going on. Uh, the thing that I think we've done a really good job of here at Southern Miss is with our leadership and our administration all the way down through to us and our football department is I do think from a group of five standpoint, we're on the cutting edge with how we're handling, you know, the, the, the things that are happening. I mean, when you look across this country, another reason why we don't have kids getting the portal is we recruit local. We recruit, you know, if a kid is already at home and he's close to home, you've got a way better chance of keeping him, you right. know, than if you sign a kid from far away. You look at some of our young guys that we're developing like a, like a Zay Franks at wide receiver from McGee, a Davis Dalton from MRA at receiver from from MRA that's at receiver, uh, you know, a young tight end like Avery White from East Central in Hurley, Mississippi. Like if those guys are from far away, they haven't been starting so far in their career, they may be gone and affordable because they're home. They believe in how we're developed. They're right here. They're being nurtured and growing. They're going to be really good players for us this upcoming year and down the road. And so uh, I believe the way we recruit also, I think, helps build solidness with throughout your roster that I think is going to help us down the road. You're the best, Coach. We really appreciate the, your willingness to come on our show. We always enjoy our conversations with you, and we'll have you back soon. All right, man. I appreciate you guys always to the top. Coach Wilhall, everybody. This doesn't really get much better than that. Until Monday, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.